Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and this is a solo show. The views and opinions voiced in this particular show are my views and opinions alone. They're not Kevin's or anyone else's, just mine. Thank you and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, Tyree here with Before I Forget. No Kevin today, no say hi Kevin. Um, I wanted to do a quick update on everything this show related and do a quick little solo show. So what we have going on right now is we're looking for teachers or educators to put into a show. Uh, We want to ask you what would be the best plan of action to help protect the children that you are there to teach. Um, like we said before, tons of people are always suggesting different things, but let's actually hear from a teacher and see what they have to say. Right? Thanks everyone for your support. I think we just recently crossed over 26, yeah, 26,000 uh, downloads on the show. That's cool. I don't really know what to say past that. Thank you so much. You know how this whole thing started. I don't have to keep giving you that story. Uh, we really appreciate Everything that you guys are doing for the show. So, uh, what else do we have going on? Oh, next week we're leaving for the reunion, the army reunion thing down in Florida. I'm taking my son. It's going to be cool. We're going to make meet everyone all over again. Anthony's going to be able to meet everyone that I've spoken about over the years. Uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to do it. My idea for the show today was something... A little bit different, where I got to do some smart Tyree Brown officer detective work, but not really. I was working Safer Cities down in West, uh, down in Los Angeles. Uh, Safer Cities was basically a homeless task force, uh, enforce the drug policies and drug rules and all that kind of stuff. Go around. You know, make sure nothing's bad going on. Typical police shit. I forget what day of the week this was, but I think it was uh, later in the week. Or maybe a day before I had a day off. Don't remember. Anyway, this was at night. And again, working safer cities. There's not a lot of great places to eat downtown. Oh, you know what? It was a Friday. You know why I know it was a Friday? Fish Filet Friday. We would go over to this uh, McDonald's around the corner from a Greyhound bus station downtown. And grab a couple of uh, fish filet sandwiches and head over to wherever to eat away from everybody. If it's a really, really slow day, we might go and have a cigar. That happened more often than not, believe it or not. You believe it. It's cops. Anyway... This particular night, as we're leaving, no, no, honey, I think we were leaving. Uh, we were in there eating, and we heard like some cars race by, like really fast, and then a very loud crash. Well, I heard a scrape, and then I heard a crash. There are two different sounds. A crash is a stop. 
A scrape is a scrape. It keeps going for a second. So we ran out to our cars and go out to where we believe this car accident happened. And sure enough, there it is. A BMW M3 with a large, heavy wing on the back, carbon fiber, was basically wrapped around a telephone pole. The guy on the inside, no, no, when I say wrapped around a telephone pole, I mean, imagine if the passenger side was touching the driver's side door and the rest of the car was just folded over onto itself. The guy on the inside uh, was still alive, believe it or not. He was unconscious. He wasn't going to make it. His body was destroyed, legs broken, bleeding everywhere. There was no no way he's going to survive that. If he did, it's a fucking miracle. But, and it's a big but, there was another car that was still there that didn't leave. So I got to asking them questions. Hey, you know, what happened here? Oh, he just lost control and hit the pole. Right. It happens, you know. People lose control all the time and hit poles. Going, uh, that's definitely not going the speed limit. Because if he was going the speed limit, he may have dented the front of his car, not wrapped around the damn pole. In the car, there's a driver, male, and a female passenger. The female passenger looks distraught. The male driver looks concerned about the situation, but it looks like he was trying to plan something out in his head. Every now and then, I will walk away from their car and look at the other car just to see if there's anything that could be done. There was nothing to be done. Call the RA, got them rolling. <clears throat> now, on this particular place where this crash happened, the curb is very high. It's maybe about a foot and a half high, which is really high for Los Angeles. And it's painted red. Fresh paint. People always scrape this pole. So it was no surprise that the guy's BMW had scrape marks. However, the other car had scrape marks too. And it had paint transfer. So that means the paint from the curb was on the car that was not involved in the accident's bumper. So, I noticed this, and I don't think that they noticed that I noticed it, but that totally changed my questions. Clearly, you know, they're involved. They just don't want to lay somebody out or something. So, I walked over to the curb, made sure that they saw me, and I put my hand on the curb, and lifted my hand up to my face and pointed it back to them to show that there was paint on my hand. I kept my hand out and I walked over to their car on the passenger side, put my other hand in the air and rubbed their bumper. And guess what? Lifted it back up and there's red paint. So I show the driver and he just puts his head down. The girlfriend started crying like, so you want to tell me what happened now, please? Or do we have to do this whole thing a different way? We were racing, and all of a sudden he cut in front of me, so I tried to hit the brakes, but I hit the bumper on the curb, and it flipped, pushed me back out, and I hit his bumper, and it spun him into the pole. 
Hmm. So you guys are racing. Yes. So you're going to be arrested for vehicular manslaughter. Huh? Well, no, I guess it's not vehicular manslaughter if you didn't do it on purpose, but you know, involuntary manslaughter, whatever. You're going to jail no matter what. And I'm going to have your girlfriend arrested too because she knew what happened and she didn't tell me, even though I asked her a couple times. Obstructing justice. They were all quiet. She busts out screaming, crying. I don't want to go to jail. This fucking asshole shouldn't have been doing that. And I told him about doing this kind of stuff. And I'm like, you should see the other guy in the car. You know, the, uh, the guy's probably going to die or be paralyzed for life. Drinking out of a, eating his food out of a straw forever. And you guys are worried about jail time. If you guys would have told us what happened from the start, none of this would have been so bad. But we sat there for hours trying to get information from you. And even though I knew the answer, you still lied. What is it about people that will lie even when there's undeniable proof there? Do they actually believe the lie that they tell? Is that their reality? Do they live in like a different universe? Possibly. Because it's no way that you would try to fight something that is so clearly wrong that you've done. Hmm. Anyway, uh, like I said, the driver died. I don't know what happened with the driver and the female passenger of the car because a motor unit arrived and took over the investigation from us. Thank the Jesus because I don't like doing traffic stuff at all. It is the worst. Hmm. Went home drove slowly. And that's one story. Pretty simple. I have one more. This has to do with the pursuit. Again, it was out of safer cities, and again, I think we were chilling out at McDonald's late at night. Uh, I just recently got UPR certified, meaning I can carry a rifle. So every call that was UPR requested, I'm on it. I'm fucking, I got that shit. So, you know, I'm happy to have my rifle, and, you know, it's basically a paperweight until some shit goes down. So I think, again, we're eating fish fillet sandwiches, or maybe... There's a burger joint around the corner from this McDonald's. They had good like zucchini fries, which I can't stand, but they had good ones. I think maybe we could have been there. So we're sitting there eating, chilling, talking, joking, bullshitting, ready to get off work. And uh, we hear on the radio that there's a pursuit in the division next to us, and it's coming through our division quickly. So... Being the stupid asses that we are, we said, hey, we're going to get in this just in case we'll parallel on the other street in case this guy cuts, we can pick him up and then we can chase him. And then, you know, that's the plan. Parallel the pursuit. Stay out of the pursuit unless we have to get into the pursuit. What the fuck do you think we did? As soon as we saw that car, we were in the pursuit. Not just in the pursuit, but like the second or third car out of like maybe five or six. This guy is driving, uh, 
I forget what car it was, but it was relatively quick. It wasn't like dumb fast, but if he wanted to get away, if he knew what he was doing, he probably could have. It wasn't much traffic out, like I said, late in the evening. So we're behind this guy, chasing him. I remember what happened last time I was in a car going fast suddenly. So I put my seatbelt on. Click. <laughs> we're chasing this guy around. Nothing really crazy. We're we're hitting, uh, you know, the dips in the road and catching air and all that kind of shit. All the stuff you see on TV and all the crap that you think you would want to do when you're a cop. Shit like that. The same thing I was just giving the other people you know, what for about because they're out there driving around being crazy. We're doing the same thing. So hypocritical, I know. <sighs> Whatever. That night, anyway, we're, we're chasing this car and somehow we ended up way in El Monte from Los Angeles. That's, well, I guess it's still the same city. It's just, you know, a different part of the city. Far away from Skid Row, I'll tell you that. And, uh, of course, you know, when you're in a pursuit, you have to put things out. You have to say things on the radio, show me secondary, you know, I'm, I'm a part of this. If you don't do that, you're going to get in so much trouble later. It's fucking ridiculous. So we did that. And then, uh, over the air, no, no, I think somebody, the watch commander from central called us and told us to get out of it. But somehow we were already first in front of everyone. So we really couldn't. We couldn't just say, all right, we're going to get out of this. You guys take over. Even though we shouldn't have been there anyway. But whatever. This guy's on the freeway. And he starts driving really erratic. Cutting around cars. Stopping. Doing donuts. Driving way far out. As fast as he can and slamming on the brakes. So we're like, we just have to keep up with him. We just have to drive and avoid all these fucking cars in the street. And we're doing that perfectly fine, but he kind of lost, I kind of lost my eye on the car. That's not because he turned his lights off. Then, for whatever reason, something really weird happened. I guess when he did one of his donuts, he possibly got disoriented. I doubt it, though. But he was driving straight for us, full speed. So... Again, double check for a seatbelt. Look at my partner and say, hey, I think this motherfucker's trying to play chicken with us. I'm chicken. I don't want to die. So, you know, you got it. He's like, yeah, don't worry. I got it. I'm like, all right. This motherfucker's coming fast, man. Now, I don't, I don't see no breaking. He's flying at us. Those headlights are getting brighter and brighter. You know, blinding almost on the freeway. I can see it in my head how this is going to play out that car is going to hit us even though i'm in a seatbelt, i'm going to fly through the windshield onto that car that hit us and just bounce onto the freeway and get nailed by another cop car something crazy because that's my luck and it's happened before not to me but to other officers where's your seatbelt, please but for whatever reason at the very last second very last second the guy swerved and went straight to an off-ramp, on-ramp, meaning he went off the freeway on the on-ramp, so he had to avoid traffic. Again, driving the wrong direction. We followed him, followed him. Eventually, he made it to where he, where he was trying to get to, 
And all of a sudden, boom, we have a barricaded suspect. They ask for, okay, let me back up a little bit. When you have a barricaded suspect, you can request different weapons or different tools. Uh, a barricaded suspect, you don't know what that person might have, so you bring your UPR. At least I did anyway. And uh, this guy's in this house. We don't know if there's hostages in there. We don't know what the fuck's going on. But I got my rifle right on the door. I'm a good, maybe 30 feet away. This shot's like a fucking free throw. Can't miss it. Not even 30 feet. Maybe more. It was about 50 because it was across the street. 50 to 60 feet. Either way, it's still a fucking free throw with a rifle. I can see him moving around in the house. Waving and shit. There's other people in there. You know, like, uh, how can I explain it? I can tell that they weren't in danger. Because there was a female in the room with the guy and she put her hands on her face and then stuck them out to her side, like palms up, like, what the fuck is going on? And he's explaining it and he's pacing back and forth. So I'm kind of like, well, this ain't going to go nowhere. This guy's not going to pull out nothing. Nothing bad's going to happen. And sure enough, nothing bad happened. He surrendered. And that was basically the end of it. But that fucking headlights in my eyes scared me so much because I was in that other accident. I thought it was over and it had even, you know, maybe thinking about it in the, in the back end, we weren't even close. Probably not. But in my head, like that car was inches away from hitting us and I was dead for sure. But everything worked out. Went home that night after we got chewed out by the watch commander for jumping into a pursuit we shouldn't have been in. Blah, 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 blah. But me and my partner both had rifles, so, you know, that was our excuse. Uh, went home. And that was it. it. Wasn't a really crazy thing, but just that one little bit. It's just stuck out of my mind, and I'll never forget that. A freeway. Me going one direction, another car coming straight at us. With our police lights and sirens on. Motherfuckers are crazy. They'll try to take you out. I guess he didn't have the will to do it that time. But he had a way. Definitely. And that's the issue with crime. You have the will to do something. And you're going to do it. Or you're going to do it half ass and get caught. You can tell when somebody wants to get away, really. They're going to really try. They're going to really fight to get away because it's fight or flight. I'm going to run, but I'm going to fight to run. That's still a thing. Not many people stop and fight the police. For obvious reasons, it's not a good idea. It's just not. I mean, you can try to run from us. That's fine. I mean, you, can, you can't get far. We have the radio. So you can't escape the radio. You can't escape the helicopter. Yeah, you can get away from it, but we got your plate. We know you're driving. We know where you're going and all that kind of stuff. We'll just get you later. Wait until you go home or to your mama's house or some stuff. Because they have this thing called Palantir, I believe. That'll give us all the information about you that is possible. Your mother's address, your name, everything. Everything about you is on the computer. We can just grab it and then wait. So... People, uh, they run, but you really can't hide. 
And if you pull a gun, you're basically asking to die. You might hit one officer, but if there's a group, you're going to get shot 50, 60 times easy. You're not going to make it. So the only reason why I can see people doing that is just suicide by cop, which is a thing that happens a lot, believe it or not. It's a terrible thing to fucking be a part of. I haven't been a part of it personally, but I've seen or spoken to officers who have. And, you know, when they find out the situation from the guy that they shot, they find out the gun was unloaded, that he pointed at them. That doesn't change anything. Fuck that. You still shoot. But now this officer feels like, oh, this guy, he just wanted me to kill him. Well, yeah. In your head at the time, it was you or him. You didn't know that gun was unloaded. So don't fucking complain about it. You know, you made it. Congratulations. Don't try to sit there and fist fight a cop. You might think you know some shit. You might think you know some stuff. You might be able to get some licks in. You might be able to kick that cop's ass. But if he hit that button on his rover and just said, I need backup, everybody's coming. And you better have your Nikes on tight because they're coming from all directions. So you can't get away with that. And they're going to kick your ass. You're going to get tased. You might get beanbagged. Some officers don't have their bearing. You might get just pummeled by some people. So don't do it. Don't put yourself in that situation. What else? I think that's about it for the day. Nothing too crazy. It's a short show. This will be out tomorrow morning. So when you hear this, uh, I recorded it the day before. Literally. Just just before we needed to have it done. I had done it. So there you go. Um... And uh, that's it. So please like, listen, and subscribe. Share the show because we need people to listen to our show so we can help other people with their issues because we have issues too. And the best thing we can do to help each other is to reach out. We need to reach out, folks. We got to talk to each other. And on that note, I'm going to close this thing out. Thank you for listening to Before I Forget. The property of me, uh, Kevin and I, a part of the Mighty Network, which I'm going to try to figure out. And uh, there you go. We're, we're big. We have multiple shows. We have excellent topics. We have me rambling on about nothing sometimes. Kevin doing the same thing, but we're still here together. We have excellent guests that come and they pour their fucking heart out for us and I cannot thank them more Um, again we have this reunion coming up it's gonna be awesome we're gonna have so much fun Uh, we're gonna remember things and bring up old stuff and heal old wounds and all that kind of bullshit and then we're gonna keep doing it because nobody wants to lose out on these friendships once again thank you for listening to Before I Forget have a good day
All right, then.